Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest calling in from the West Coast, from Scottsdale, Arizona. Today, this guy has been helping me out with a lot of projects with the No Picks After Dark Podcast. He's been behind the scenes, and today he's going to come to the light. Uh, Without further ado, Introduce you guys to Demetrius Robinson, my cousin from Scottsdale, Arizona. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Nothing much, man. Great. I'm great. I'm glad to have you on No Picks of Dark Podcast. You know, I know everybody's busy and our time difference is crazy. So I appreciate you hopping on with us. I'm glad to be here. All right. So I know you said you, uh, you and I have spoken several times and, you know, you're normally the guy from behind the scenes and. You normally don't, you know, get on a podcast or whatnot, but you and I discussed a lot of several several things in the past. And um, you know, we we both have sons and um, you know, we talked about we talk about everything. We probably talk about twice a week and whatnot. And um just wanted to, you know, bring you on because I know you had a couple things you wanted to talk about and and uh without further ado, you go ahead. Take take the mic. Go ahead. Okay, so I believe it was last week, the week before last. Um I Woke up one morning and I started listening to your podcast with your mom, my aunt. And it like hit a sensitive side on me. Had me feeling some kind of way because I'm all the way on the West Coast. And mainly all of my family, except for two other cousins on my father's side, are on this side of town. So everybody's on the East Coast and Midwest and down South. And we're all the way over on the West by ourselves. And I got homesick. And like listening to your mom podcast, I remember us going to South Padre Island, but we stopped in Houston first. That's where we started our trip. And, you know, we got all our stuff. We was all like, hey, we're going to go do this. We're going to do that. And we did not know what was going on with your mother and how well she covered it. And she didn't want us to know. She they got us food. They she made us food and everything before we left. And to not know what was going on and us to be in our own little world had me feeling some kind of way because of how we were raised. So this sparked something in me. And like you said, me and you talk every day. Not every day. We text. But we talk a lot. We talk ever since you wanted to start this podcast. You know, like what to do, how you did your research called me, asked me things, and he was like, hey, and I was talking to you last week, was like, hey, you know how you can get more engaged with all your friends that don't have time to actually come? It's like, hey, let's Skype it. Figure out a way to do Skype. So within a week, you had this figured out, and now you have another avenue to reach the people that you want to talk to that can't make it to your podcast face-to-face. Well, sure. and, I, and I and I appreciate you uh, help me out with that. Uh, with that, just for the listeners to know, you know, I have a huge audience out in the West Coast right now: uh, California, um, Washington, Oregon, and uh, Colorado and Arizona are some of the biggest states that I have that I have a lot of followers from. And again, that's just word of mouth: people knowing about it, people telling each other about it, and the communications and whatnot. So I appreciate you helping out on, we call it the, the left coast, the west coast. 
and whatnot. So <laughs> going back into family and whatnot, and you, we talked about, you know, my mom, we didn't know my mom had cancer at that time. And, you know, you, you called me, was upset about that. And to bring it back into family, uh, you know, you want to talk about family and being a fatherhood and go ahead, go ahead. Right. So in that time, and at least in my life, I was just all over the place. I was, I think I was living in Arizona, just all over the place. But me and you, it was like, let's meet up. We used to hang out a lot when you were in Syracuse. We used to drive up there a lot. So it was just something that we used to always do, always be around family. Growing up, my best friends were my cousins. My best friends, all we did was hang out and we did everything together. Like, me and Aaron have so many stories that can go back to grade school. But we got to stay on topic today. Aaron has a son. I have two sons. And when my children came into my life, actually when my first son was born, it just changed something in me. Made me want to reach for other things and other goals because I realized that no matter what I do in this world, like far as work, my art, uh, things that I want to achieve or do, the best product that I bring into this world is my child. And I want that product to be a good product. You know, a nice young man, take care of himself, do things respectable. You know, so it and, just and changed me. Well, I, I saw a big change in you when um, I went out to Arizona to visit you. And uh, your son was very young at that time. And uh, I just remember going out there and I saw a different side of you. And I realized at that point, fatherhood hit you really hard. And you really, you, you were in tune, you know, you were taking care of your family. Uh, I, I remember just, you know, dinner and everything and going out as a family, eating sushi together. And I just remember seeing that. And that, you know, those type of values I saw and I was like, I was very impressed with, just so you know. Um, you remember disappear for yes. 24 hours? <laughs> <laughs> See, there's so many stories that we can go into. Podcast. That's a whole, a whole different, different podcast. That's exactly. That's a whole, that's so. a whole different one. But uh, I just remember that. And going piggybacking on what you said about family, um, my situation was a little bit different from yours, but you were a little bit older than I was. And I remember family every Sunday, kind of like what Demetrius was saying, Every Sunday, we either had dinner at one of the uncle's house or my house. We always had an right. aunt who made homemade ice cream every Sunday. And no, they actually mixed it, and we just churned it, and we right, actually we made it. the ice cream before we Correct. got the electric one. <laughs> so this is homemade ice cream, which was amazing. And we always had family dinners every Sunday. And, and what we didn't know, they were having meetings about stuff. They was having meetings about us. Things that they did was strategic. I'm realizing today, like all of us went to the same private school. All of us. And that's another podcast for another day. So, <laughs> so but actually it might be for today because we, we, we grew up together. We worked in the stores together. Uh, it, was, it was always the weekend. They kept us together. And like, because our relationship over the years have blossomed into something amazing. And growing up, you wouldn't have thought that. You really wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> so it just, so, yeah. just amazed me. Well, and you got to think about it. This is a time of age when there's no cell phones, there's no internet. Internet's starting to come in slowly, but 
you know, we used to always stay in constant communication with our cousins. Um, we were even, more connected without technology than we are now. Uh, which, is, which, is, which is real crazy. Which yeah. is crazy to me because I, I just, again, I remember I had the Nintendo, everybody come over with, play Mike Tyson Punch Out or Duck Hunt. And I just remember every Sunday. Zelda. Forward, yeah. And I looked forward to seeing my family. And those are things All that right. are very, very important to us. And again, I think that's where me being a father has helped me out as a man because I have a son. Um, just knowing that family was very, very important to me growing up, knowing who they were, knowing that that's, those, again, like Demetri said, they were my best friends. I really didn't have a friend until I moved away from Baltimore because all I knew was my cousins. And that was a beautiful thing because they installed family was everything to you. And that's very, very important growing up. So Demetri, right. I mean, as far as, it, what did you, as far as fatherhood, how did it impact you as far as learning from your father and your uncles and things of that nature? Okay, so rules, always rules, you know. And it, you always be like, why are they setting these rules and these guidelines and things? They're just teaching you things. And um, I have my son. And before I go into about being in my, so on my mother's side of the family, I have conversations with my cousins and everything. And they tell me that, man, you're lucky. You're the lucky one. And before you called me, I was thinking about it. I'm like, why am I lucky? You know, they was like, you're the only one out of us that father that grew up with their father. And I'm just like, nah. And I started thinking about it. And I'm just like, damn, you're kind of right. You know, then it's like, damn, you're like 99% right. And they was like, you never should take that for granted. And I never did. I didn't, I, I, I grew up with my dad. He, lived in his house, you know, we had a decent relationship, a good relationship. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. You know, I just thought he didn't like me, but that wasn't it. He just wanted me to be better than him. Do, do better. And the only thing that I knocked on him is that he didn't explain it to me. He would always say, do better. I want you to be better than me. Do better than me. But he didn't explain it to me, but he showed it to me in a lot of ways. So when you pick up those traits, and just when my son was born, I just wanted to do things differently. I was out in the streets in Baltimore. I was, it was reckless, a reckless life, honestly. So when I went to Arizona and I just wanted to ask my son to not see things the way I saw him and see him the way I did as a child, like happy and free. And you can give that to a kid, like, I had to escape Baltimore because of the mindset. It was things that I was into just because my friends was into it, just because hanging out with people. And it was like, I'm not going to say that we were rich, poor people thought we were rich. We were middle-class working people, you know? And I didn't have to be out on the streets with my friends. I could have just came down to my father's store, my uncle's store and work. But you see all the lights and the glamour and the glitter and you want to be a part of it. And they're trying to show you something totally different. And after my son was born, I actually saw what they were talking about. And I just wanted to make sure that my son, that was instilled in my son, you know? Well, I, I will say one thing that, um, again, my listeners are just, just find out learning a little bit more about me and my family. 
one thing that I would say my father and my uncles have all installed to us, and you can agree with this, is work ethic. Um, right. If you could explain um, just a brief overview of the stores that we owned in Baltimore. Okay, so my dad owned a laundromat. Um, he owned a bar, liquor store. Uh, everybody had a grocery store. It was one store, other than my dad's bar, the store on Park Heights Avenue had a liquor store and a grocery store in it. So that was ran by Uncle Cliff. And I don't know, in some way, everybody, they all had a part of it. It wasn't just like it was owned by this guy. It was, they had meetings about this stuff. They agreed on things to do things together. You know, things that in the back that we don't know that we just find it out now. You know, like it wasn't just like your father had his ownership in the business and he was in another state doing what he was doing, taking care of business another way. It all entwined together, you know, but we worked for, everybody worked at the store in Park Heights. And, and we our remember, uncle that just, <laughs> go ahead. All right, well, what do you mean by the store? It was like a, like a convenience store. And, um, yes, it was a convenience store convenience in the store. neighborhood. And, and in, but it was there since the 60s, you know. Correct. And we Correct. just talked about the 80s and the 90s that's what we're talking about it was established right. well before us you know in and, that I, and the rite of passage for um any niece nephew in a family was to work at one of the stores you had to, to one learn of the you had to learn what a dollar meant to you You had to learn what 50 cents was you you had to learn how to count you know you i learned how to count one two threes at the store you know, right. even when I was younger, I was still learning in school. But I remember, I mean, child labor laws, who cares about that? I was like 12. Yeah, we did, it wasn't, they didn't <laughs> care. It was, I had a cousin that was in grade school with me and you. And he was working a lottery machine with Carol when he was in grade school. Right. He was only in like the third or fourth grade. And he's working the lottery machine, taking people's money and you know, shout out to Andre, you know, working the lottery machine. That's what they did to us. They had us cleaning and scrubbing. And if you could work for Uncle Pettis, he just passed this year. If you could work for him, they put you out in the world. You could work for anybody. <laughs> I haven't met a boss that could tell me something to do. And I couldn't do it because of what my Uncle Pettis instilled in me. Everybody, we called him the Sarah, but he's a good dude. But he so made us work. That's funny because I remember, again, everybody worked at the store. Uh, even when I lived away and I was living in, um, at that point, Texas and then New York, every summer I came back and I worked at the store. And it was a yep. surprise because it was your family. It was your, you know, every time I drove up, I saw my family's name. And that was a beautiful right. thing because we owned something that was something very important to the community. The community, to the community. from generation to generation, you know. So again, that was one of the things that I wish my son could have seen. Um, just because it was very, very important. And everybody you worked with was your family member. And I guess your family say, it's hard to work with family, but you learn a lot though. You learn a lot from exactly. family. And if you don't learn but, from your family, you're not gonna learn from anybody else because that's the way it is. They, they will teach you maybe the right, right or the wrong way, but they will teach you a little bit about life. And it was, it was very interesting. It's something like people don't really know about myself. Just, I started working at 12 or 13 and I, and I worked every summer 
Anytime yeah, I came we, work, we started working at 10. Exactly. Yeah. Even when so, you wasn't working, they had you doing something like, hey, help to do this, do that. They just drop you off. It's like, I, I remember Desmond being at the back of the store asleep in a, in a uh, what is it called? One of the baby things. Right. You know? And baby got sleeping. Everybody right. worked together. Everybody. Every, my uncle lived upstairs. We had a, it was just, it was, it was just a good feeling. And when I was listening to that podcast, you know, the only thing that I regret about moving to the West Coast is my son does not get to see any of my family unless it's on social media or they visit or we visit. And it's not too much of that because man, the economy, but that's another damn thing. So, but, yeah, but and I mean, it just got to me because my son does not see his family members and he don't know. I tell him things and he, he went to the family reunion in Baltimore and he hears things, but he don't get to see it and experience it. Or, and, and, you know, just... What, what things are you, like, doing that you are installing into your son as being a father? I mean, what things have you been teaching him as far as, you know, right from wrong, schooling, and just being a young African-American well, male in, in America? Well, I've been explaining that to him since he was little. So when my son... My, my dad and them, they grew up in the South. So... It was a lot of things that they talked about, a lot of things that they went through. It's like people can actually, you know, you got, I got family members that they talk about, you know, the history of slavery and, you know, they hear it in books and my family can actually, my dad's side of the family can go back and it's actually written the names and birth certificates and things like that. And it's like, that's a deep part of why they are who they are and why I am who I am am today and who I strive to be and what my, I strive for my son to be because of the things that they went through and I go back I went to Alabama for my dad's funeral and was talking to his friends and like my dad said you're better than me you know I want you to so I started a couple of businesses and you know think I'm taking care of my son the right way and everything I go back to Alabama I find out things about my dad and I'm just like wow I don't even measure up I got more work to do, <laughs> you know? So, and that made me want to grind more, want to work more, but like this project that you're doing, it just, it, it's really invigorating to me because it's family and I can help. And I'm like, like really genuinely help. Like when you first talked about the podcast, I was just like, okay, we, we went through everything and you was checking that, checking that. You checked out. You, I was like, hey, maybe you do video, but that's not where you need to be right now. You're doing exactly what you want to do. And the way that you got where you got, I just see that drive that they gave us growing up. And I was like, whatever I can do to help, let me help. I was like, let me show you the things that I learned in college and the skills that I've been doing for these Fortune 500 companies where I'm not really getting seen and if I could put back into my family, and this is like family business, it inspires me. And my son sees it because I talk to my son about everything. Like you said, since he was a kid, I tell him everything. I explain why I do something, why I didn't do something. I, even when I got married, I was like, hey, do you like this woman? What don't you like? It? I explain things to him, you know, and he's watching me. And I know that. So if I know he's watching me, I just want to be the best that I can be. And if he strives to be half of that, I think he'll do good. 
Well, it's so. a beautiful thing because I, I, you and I talked the other day and I um, was walking into Costco and um, I, I laughed about this because a couple, a couple of things have happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, first Costco situation, I walk in and they have a one day sale. And I guess, I mean, a sale is a sale, but who knows what it really is. And there right. Vizio TVs and then they had all these little contraption things that you're really, oh, I, Apple iWatch and Things you really, really don't need. Impulse and, uh, items is what impulse they call them. Impulse items. And um, I looked at myself and I said, um, I'm not going to do this. I said, and the guy the guy was like, come on, man. I know you want the Xbox One. We have it all for $100. I, mean, I don't play video games anymore. But it was something. Right. I, I, and the funny part was I was like, I have a little mouth to feed at home. I have to buy diapers. I came here for diapers. I came here for wipes. These are things for I got. I need for my son, and right. that's a big change for me. Um, mm. Being a dad and just being a human being as a person. Um, if you just to give people a background about how I am, I I mean I'm I went to used to go to Costco or Sam's and I'll buy a TV on, on impulse. I flew to impulse. I, I flew to Barcelona on an impulse. With with a friend for her thirtieth birthday, you know, no questions asked. That was what it was, right. you know. And you know, since I'm since I'm since I'm married, and you know, I have a kid, son. I'm like, you know, I think about everything now. I think about everything exactly. and responsibilities. And you know, people always say, "Hey, we don't see you out, Aaron, anymore." Well, guess what? I enjoy being home. I enjoy right. being with my family and I enjoy, you know, one thing I tell all my friends is like, hey, I get off work at a certain time. You have, if you want to call me, call me between when I'm driving to go pick him up or he's in a car with me. I said, because when I get home, my phone's it's off. His time. It's right. my son's time. And I'm, and I prioritizing what's, what's all about for me. Cause I want him to know that I'm here for him. And guess yeah, what? I'm not on my cell phone. I'm not being distracted because kids watch that. Little children watch yeah. you on your phone, and they're like, "Why is this thing taking so much of my parents' time?" You know, mm-hmm. even my dogs, even my dogs look at me crazy. Yeah. Like, why are you looking at this phone? I'm right here. So these are things that I've been looking at, and that's why I think my dad. You know, I'm fortunate to have my dad still here. He's like, right. hey, "Get off your phone. Make sure you're paying Luca all the attention you that's need." Attention. Right. And and be there for him, you know. And he I'm it. happy, and, you know. You know? I, and and that's the thing about it. And I remember raising growing up. It was hard for me growing up because I moved away from my family. We lived in mm-hmm. Ohio. We lived in Texas. We lived in New York. Then back to Texas. And I didn't have that same connection to my family as you do. You probably have the same thing now that you're going through that when I left for a right. left for a long time. <laughs> so all those best friends I had growing up. They were still there, those are my cousins, but I had to find out ways on my own to survive mm-hmm. and, and evolve as a human being. And, and that's what I go through right now, like the surviving part, like not like not having that stability. Being in Baltimore, being close to that side, I always had that stability. When I was in New York or Philadelphia living, I had that stability. But like being over here, especially being over here far away. You got to cross all your T's and dot your I's, make sure everything's going good. You got to be on point. You can't slack, especially with a kid, you know. They didn't ask to be here, you know, but they're our obligation. 
you know, so. So I, I guess, well, you know, what are some of the things, fond memories that you have, you know, as, you know, as a, growing up as a kid that now as a father, you have tried to instill with your son right now? Just knowledge of understanding, you know, understanding yourself. You know, my dad always said, be yourself, always be yourself and don't follow people and do things. And later in my life, I, I did that. But like I said, growing up in a sad city, you know, with all the, the things that were going on around us, you know, it was, like I said, there's things that I got into just because my friends was doing it. I didn't have to do it. Like, I didn't have to. And just my son is missing out on having those dinners. Like, somebody would always cook, regardless of what, always cook. We would just go about, my aunt, we all lived in this general area. You know, it was, I was on Rice's Town. Cliff was over there in the Rogers area. You guys were out there in the, um, right after the, what is that highway, the 695? 695 over by Liberty Road. Swimming Club, out that way. Yeah, you were all out that way. You know, Rochester was in the Rice's Town area too. You know, Ann was right over there. Ann was on Springdale, if I'm not mistaken. So we was all in this general area. We worked together. Like when we worked together, we would get off at 10 o'clock at night. All our cousins, we would just go over somebody's house. So we still yeah. with the same people doing the same stuff, rap and anything. We used to come, we became down and worked at the store. I'm talking about everybody. You, you, got, you got to refer, you got to tell people who these are, people, these names are. Okay. We beat our cousin from Chicago that was murdered in Chicago as a teenager. It's our Aunt Altheria's grandson. And he just was a, a, a ray of light. Love him. We all, hung, everybody hung out together. And it just makes you think about the past and what you had and what you strive for. And I'm just striving for my son to be a decent young man like my dad and my uncles want us to be, you know? And the, and the crazy part is like, I, I you know, Everybody, I always hear the you know the family first and things of that nature when people tell me, and you know I always liken our family to just a close knit, tight bonded thing that I can't. It's hard to explain. And a lot of my friends from college they they recognize that, and right. they know they and they know all you guys. They know all you guys because they know when those Robinson guys get here, it's a good time. You know, I, right. I remember I had a family member from 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 uh, Detroit that was here recently. And she mm-hmm. was like, I love you, Robinsons. You guys are the ones that, you know, we always look at because Robinsons family are always doing something. They're always got their stuff together. They're always, always motivating. We're always entertaining too. We love to right. entertain. Like, you know, and if, I, and if I don't, I don't anymore. I'm just, I'm so recluse now and so private. I don't like to entertain. I don't, I, I really don't. It's just like the world I'll, has made I guess me I'll just, pick it up. No, yeah, I you know, I'll the world has because... made me numb to certain things, you know, like I'm proud of like my accounts are private. I only talk to family members. I only say I'm just like, I don't have a big circle because I had I was in those big circles and everything. And I just want to get things back to a calm level. And it's just like I want to start with family, you know? Oh, no, I agree. Big, with you. I agree. with you. And, and the you bigger know what? your circle and... is. 
Go ahead. And I agree with you because I, I, you know, I came back to Baltimore two thousand and five, and I was a family twenty four seven. And you know, again, it's nothing against family, and you love your family, and it's it's it's, t- it's harder for people to be around people. It's harder because life happens. Right. You get busier. And again, one thing I wanted to tell my son is, you know, I wanted to start this podcast for him. And if you, if anybody listened to the beginning podcast from day one, I talk about that. I talk about, I want something to leave for him. So he understands the people and the family members that, that his dad knew somebody that he could, somebody five years later, he can be like, wow, this, this is awesome. Like, this is really amazing. This is my dad telling the story. He's going through every, all his friends and his family. And you're hearing the whole story and you're having a bigger, bigger picture of what really happened and really what, where does this happen? How did this happen? How did this occur? And why this and, is going on? Exactly. Right. And I, and I, and I, that's why I tell people every day, uh, I'm inspired to do this every day because of this. It's because of him. It's because there are stories that need to be told that people need to hear. And right. you're on here telling the story about our family and, you know, you have several stories. I mean, and I and I told Man, you, I, I had said, several stories. <laughs> and and you know, I told you, and that's the thing about it. Like I really wanted you to come on, just give a little snippet about you of who you are and being a dad, because we'll have you back on. But I just wanted okay. people to get a snippet, not too much. You give them a little something to taste, and then you come back a little bit more, and you know, understand. But you know, we miss you over here in uh, in Maryland, and. You know, again, I'm actually I'm actually doing some stuff in Maryland because is I want to see a change. I just want to see a change. And I ran away from Maryland, man. That place it scared me. I had anxiety because of the things that I was doing and the things that I was involved in and the things that I seen. And it's just like it seemed like it wasn't getting any better. But it was just like me putting myself in situations. And sometimes it's like you're not. It's not the person that's depressed. It's the situation around them that's depressed. And I'm not talking about my family. It's just like you choose a road and you take that path. And that's like our parents allow us to take those chances. And they never stopped me from doing what I was doing. I was always doing positive things, but it was sometimes you'd be like, hey, hey, you could do this, you could do that. And you'd be like, hey, let's do it. And that's the thing that I had to change within me. You know, especially having a kid, you know, they start seeing things and you got to be transparent with them and honest, because if you're lying to them growing up, they they might become liars or they just won't believe what you said. So when it's time for them to listen, you know, they'll listen to you because your word matches what you're doing. So they won't ever challenge it, you know. Exactly. Now, how old is your son now? How old is he now? And. My oldest son is 15. My youngest son is four. And okay. that's a big break in between, man. Oh, my goodness. So, but I'm happy to have both of them. Happy to have both of them. And I really like, want like to I, talk about this because there's so many negative stories out there about dads not being around. And, you know, I, I really want people to understand that, you know, don't, don't, listen, don't listen to all the craziness on the media when not. You have yeah, all those statistics here. and things like that. Yeah. There are dads out there that's in their kids' lives. You know, yes. I, I read about it a lot. They're like these men this, that's men that, and 
I'm just like, hey, there are some men out there that's like that, but it's just some men. Like my, my son is first. Right, comes first right. before anything, anybody. And you one know? thing I'm and proud for, I, I'm, I'm happy about you, what you're saying is you, show, you have helped your son with so many things, uh, with schooling, I've noticed, I mean, you know, with athletics. And, you know, actually, with the school and stuff now, I stay out of it. He's actually getting grades good on his own. I'm just like, hey, you're doing your homework. You make sure. I just make sure the stuff is done. Are you okay. doing it? I don't have okay. to help him with anything. He's a A, B student, but then he gets C's because the stuff isn't interesting to him. And I'm just like, hey, it's a game. Just go play it. They want to see if you can do what they ask you to do in society. Go in there and do it. So he does it. He just made the varsity basketball team, and it's all on him. I just had an opportunity to have a basketball court at my office, and we just go every day and practice and practice, take him to a trainer, learn some different stuff, and he got himself there. And I keep telling I can't play the game for you. You know, you got to want it for yourself. So he got himself there. And I'm just seeing him accomplish things. and go. He just got finished playing varsity golf. You know, it was a challenge because he didn't know how to play at all. But he went out there. He's learning how to. He learned how to hit. Learned the game. So he's challenging himself with different things. So, and I'm just proud of that. The young guy that he's turning into is the four year old. That's the one. That's the wild card. Well, do you see yourself in your son right now? I see some things in myself. My, I, I do, but a lot of things are the things that I corrected that I was doing wrong. You know, how I saw things and I'm just letting him see things a different way and telling him like, hey, understand this. And I explain it to him detail. Like, this is why this is that we were at the basketball court last night and he did a was practicing a move. And I'm just like, you're not doing it right. This is why. And then he's like, why I got to do it like this? I said, because watch, this is what you're trying to achieve. This is the move that you want to do. Then he got it and understood it and was like, "Okay, I see. You know, and so he just practiced it over and over. And it's just like, he's a great young man. I'm going to tell you, my dream of having a son, he came out exactly the way that my dream was. I kid you not. I tell him this all the time. Like, man, I had this vision of how my son would be, how it would look. And my first son is that vision. And like I said, personally, my greatest gift to the world is my son. And that's what I have to give. And the product that you put out there represents you. But you got to let them make their mistakes and their things, but you got them. And if, they, if you're honest with them and you're truthful and you show them that you're being honest and truthful, they'll take it into consideration because they got their own opinion with everything, especially they get older. But especially <laughs> they'll have their opinion, especially if, you tell them, oh, don't do this, don't do that, and you're doing it. That's the difference, you know? Right. It's like right. that old school thing, do as I say, not as I do. That shit don't work these days. Kids like, hey, people, you, you got to be held accountable for what you do. And they watch yeah. us. God, like, you, know, like, like you said, they watch, my son watches me. He's only 18, 15, no, sorry, 18 months. <laughs> right. He's watching And me. when my son yeah. started walking... He tried to, my, that's my best friend when I was living here that did the transportation service with me, you met him. He was like, hey, your son is trying to put your shoes on, your hat, your jewelry. He's trying to be you. And that's when it set in. It wasn't right when he was born. 
that's when it set in. And I was like, wow, what am I doing? What is he going to see? Can I still do what I used to do? Can I do? He's like, nah, you can't do that stuff anymore. You actually need to change who you are in order for this kid to be the best that he could be. Because he could do the same exact thing you do. Listen, I want to wrap this up. And I uh, just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And I, I just appreciate wanted you to say for having me. And I want to miss uh, uh, just, much success to you with what you're doing because you're stepping out on a leap of faith and you did it. You always do that. You be like, I'm going to do something and it gets done. And I love that about you. So thank well, you. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I appreciate you and I love you. And um, we will, you'll, we'll hear you back on here very soon, okay? All right, I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Goodbye.